And I'm not saying they that, should get credit. They will always be shit. everyone welcome to the deep drop for another episode luke mccredden here and with me adam ring as always and ads it's been a big few weeks mate i'm not sure what you've been listening to apart from the podcast during the week but i've been belting out some bangers across spotify on a certain playlist the the playlist has been just (laughs) this hidden well i won't say it was hidden because it wasn't actually available until we sat down and threw some tracks at a spotify playlist but how much does it make you want to go fishing? Oh, it just, I think it just, it's meant to be. It, bring, it just brings back memories of road trips and big days out on the water, and that's what it's going to continue being. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are new here, welcome. For what we're talking about is, of course, this is the Deep Drop podcast, but we also have created recently uh, a Deep Drop Fishing Tunes playlist on Spotify, which came on the back of a question a few weeks back, ads about is pumping tunes on the boat? Okay, or something like that. I can't yeah, remember. Just, just put the fish off, or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it got over. The question Fair got over overtaken by the fact that we just decided to create a playlist. It's a banger. It's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not for everyone. It's pretty hard hitting, and uh, there's plenty of beats and and um pretty heavy sort of stuff in there as well. Let's be honest. But anyway, well, listen. I reckon we could talk you into it. I'm sure we will yeah. allude to the you know the playlist throughout future episodes and. Yeah. You'll come around. You'll, You'll come, come around. around. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked on that because I think we keep getting excited about the playlist. We've got an episode <laughs> to do ads. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hope you're enjoying. Let's get into it. Do Australian salmon need more credit? Great question. Uh, I love an Australian salmon. Um, I think we need to break this question down a little bit, though, because do we do they need more credit in what regard? Eating? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. As a sport fish, yeah, absolutely. And and I've always been a big fan of talking the Australian salmon up when they become a little bit unfashionable when other species like kingfish or tuna are around. But mate, reality is, I'm the first one to put my hand up and say I would happily go fishing for a day out just chasing salmon for the fun of it. If you were to list what an Australian salmon is, so you generally don't catch one. So you'll, if you find one, you tend to find lots of them. They can produce insane numbers in any given session more often than not. You can catch them on every single way you want to, whether it be bait, uh, hard bodies, trolling, poppers, Stick baits, see any any way you can possibly soft plastics, any way you can think of catching them, mm. they can be caught that way. Yeah, they grow in excess of four kilos. Mm. That's when they're getting serious. You you would be you'd be like, hey, sign me up. Where do I find these things? Yeah. Yet they're everywhere. Yes. And we're like, no salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yes, we Why? Do. We do. We do. They, t- they fight. They fight hard. Yeah. Oh. Amazing fighters, pound for pound. But I want to ask, I'm going to leave that to a bit later, but you, you said that we find them everywhere and I think this is a big thing because they're one of the only species I can think of literally can show up in estuaries, in on beaches. You know, you can catch them off rocks and and off the sand, as I said, but also inshore in bays, in, in quite little shallow parts of 
you know, what you think is fairly fishless, but also in massive numbers offshore as well. And you can come across them when you're fishing for tuna and that sort of thing. So yeah, they literally right. are everywhere. And they even get right up into the parts of, say, you know, even up in the in, in, in the rivers that are almost beyond your thought about them. They sort of get work their way way up into some systems. And yes, they're not always the target and not, not always welcome, but we need to pay them a little bit of respect because they get you out of some pretty... Um, some pretty tough days. <laughs> I think. Well, we, Luke, you and I have caught them in some cases so far up an estuary that the backs are almost black and their flanks are almost gold. Yeah. So, which would, which would kind of tell you they've spent the majority of their life in that really high tannin, low salinity water, which is mind blowing. They mm. sometimes they it's almost like it's more fresh water than it is salt. The weird thing, though, as a bycatch, some species you catch as a bycatch and go, oh, that's pretty cool and release it. But you catch a salmon as a bycatch and almost get angry. Well, I think this, is where this, I think this is where this question comes into play. It's like we, get, we instantly think, ah, oh, you know, it's bloody salmon or whatever, but they need more credit because, like I said, they're, they're, they're a great sport fish. Yes, whenever you're fishing for something in particular, any bycatch is a bit annoying. And like you say, there there are some things you go, oh, that's pretty cool bycatch, but these are not. But I think we need to respect it a bit more. And reality is they're everywhere. We're going to get them as bycatch from time to time. But quite often, and I know you've done this, we've spoken about this in the past, when you're having a day out, doesn't matter what you're targeting, and a school of salmon show up, I embrace it. I grab the lightest gear I can find and just chuck a hopper or a plastic or a metal, like anything you've got, and you whiz it across the water, you know, subsurface, and you're going to have fun. There is no doubt about that. You're going to have fun every time. So you can't take that away from them. You've got to give them that credit. You can't, but you kind of, you talk down the fun. And this is why <laughs> it's the most complex and interesting question. Because you could say, Say you go out on the whiting and you get 15 whiting between two people. So it's an okay session, but not close to bag. And you come back in and go and got 15 whiting. Like mm. it was, it was all right. It was tough, but it was all right. But if you were to, from between spot A and spot B, ran over a school of salmon, stopped there for half an hour, catching fish to two and a half kilos, getting stretched on two to four kilo gear, mm. you don't come in and go, just found the most amazing school of salmon. Oh, that's true. You, that's so you don't. true. Like, they literally get zero credit, like They're, literally none. Like I was perch yeah. fishing not too long ago and hooked a salmon that would have been maybe 500 grams, like 600 tops. <laughs> like it wasn't a big one. Yeah. And it carried on a little bit. It took drag and I saw it and I've gone, oh, salmon. <laughs> They're not, a, they're not a water... It was fun to catch. Yeah, they're not a water cooler species, though. You don't talk about them on Monday at work. You, you, you get back and you might... You'd, right, so, you'd rather talk about three or four whiting in a really tough session than the session you had on the way back in catching 50 of these unbelievable acrobatic sport fish. So if they ate better, would we give them more credit as fighters? That's a good question. Is it because well, we don't class them as a fish worth taking home to eat like on a regular basis if, if they were yeah. like a whiting where you could just knock the fillets off and they were a top three in victoria yeah yeah would we give them more credit yeah because i think yeah because they'd be a target species i don't reckon of when was the last time you heard someone say 
I'm heading out on the salmon today. Yeah, never. Never. Unless it was off a surf beach. That's it. Yeah, true, true, true. So I think if they if you could knock a fillet off and it tasted like a flathead or a whiting or, or you know, something really, really good, you would have people going, I'm heading out for some salmon today. And that would be and if you if you yeah, manage yeah, to exactly. catch have a have a good day out, you'd be talking about it all week because you've got this amazing food, you've got a great bait, and you've had an amazing sport fishing session. But I, I yeah, I, yeah I just, exactly. I just think give them credit, and because uh, they've saved some donut days, everyone will probably oh, sure. not. There's probably people that won't admit that, but but very much a, a, a real thing. They saved some donut days. We could, we were catching them just recently out in the front of sort of out in Bass Strait there, and they were the biggest I've ever seen. They were enormous and lit- quite literally trolling around for tuna, and they were smacking these big lures and whatever. Um, and you know, yes, part of you goes. That's not a bluefin tuna, but you've just got to go, Jesus, how's the size of this thing? But you're right. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. They're not a target species, hence they don't get the credit at the end of the day of being something that, hey, check this out, I just caught. You know, do Australian salmon need more credit? I, I reckon they do. When it comes to the fighting abilities and the, and, and the fishing ability, eating, no, I think they taste like shit, don't they? I don't know. It's, prove me wrong, but... Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people know. smoke them. It's been that them. long since I've eaten one. Smoke, yeah, smoke them on it. I've heard some people sashiming them, which I, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't tried. <laughs> I haven't tried it. I probably well, won't. <laughs> let's leave it to our trusty Instagram followers. Ads do Australian salmon need more credit? Let us know what you think because, um, yeah. you know, I, I think there's plenty of people out there who have had interactions with them. In, in fact, a massive amount of Victorian anglers have interacted with Australian salmon at some point in their fishing Pretty much lives. Majority of them, I reckon. So, so you're right. saying they do they do deserve more credit? Totally. Oh, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm a massive yeah, fan. Nice. Where are you sitting yeah, in nice. with it? Well, I'm kind of leaning towards <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm the only reason I'm leaning towards no is because I think they do get the credit. We just refuse to to offer that credit forward if you spoke to any victorian angler they'd be like yeah salmon do fight pretty good if you can find a if you can find a school that are a kilo and a half to two and a half kilos yeah they're good fun we just don't want to extend the credit they've got mm. it mm. i just don't think we're willing to give it to them <laughs> fair enough <laughs> it's a weird weird question i love it how do we avoid wind knots This is one that just fucking kills me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very passionate answer. Oh, this mate. is what we're about here at the Deep Drop. We are. And look, we're honest. We've, we've spoken about this to, to friends of the show before. We, we love our listeners. That We love that they tune in. They're very passionate as well and they give us some great feedback. But I, I can't... We, we can't deny that we're just very open and honest on this podcast and sometimes there's a bit of foul language um, and we apologise if there's any kids listening. It gets the point across. But it, it, I don't make this stuff up. This stuff drives me insane and, and braid has been one of the greatest innovations for fishing maybe of all time. Um, yep. But the tangles and the knots that it manages to, to, to do, it's... I don't think the greatest scientist or mathematician in the world could understand it. And, no. mate, I, this question's... Mate, if I, I want to hear from you or from anyone listening because if there's a way to avoid wind knots in particular, mate, I, I'll, I'm all in. I, I'm all ears and I want to learn. So what have you got for me, Ads? Please tell me you've got something. 
Well, just on the braid thing real quick, <laughs> I've maintained forever that braid is the worst, best invention in fishing yeah. history. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And there actually is a really simple answer to this question. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid them. Yeah, I thought the answer might have been don't go fishing. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't avoid them. If you use oh. braid, you are going to get a wind knot and there's ways that you can give you the best chance at not running into them all the time. But if you're a lure fisherman or you're a fisherman at, at any stage of the process of casting to bait, lure, whatever, in the water to retrieving, mm. if there's any sort of slack line at any stage of that, you will come across wind knots at some point. Mm. It's just a sad reality of braid. You yep. can make sure it goes on, goes on under appropriate tension. Line coming off the actual spool of braid that you've bought that coming off in a certain direction makes a difference. Fact of the matter is, if you're using a spin reel in particular mm. and you don't have the luxury of using a spooling machine where the line can come off the spool and onto the reel in a one-to-one fashion, you're going to get wind knots. Mm. It's, it's, if you have a look at the way line comes over, say line coming through your guides, it has to pass... It comes in straight but has to pass over the arbor of a spin reel just to go on properly. I was, I was hoping it's, you'd... It's just I, got disaster written all over it. I was hoping you'd change my life tonight, Ads, but you haven't. Uh, I wish it, I could, Luke. It, I, it, you know, I'm, I'm a man that likes to help, but at the same time, <laughs> I feel as though on this podcast, I feel as though I need to be honest. I appreciate and your Braid honesty. Is a, and Braid is a prick of a thing, and it's yeah. going to not up on you. Is, is lighter line more inclined to produce wind knots? Yeah, I think so because it's affected. I think it's affected by the elements more. Mm. If there's a little bit of a breeze, I think lighter braids are going to get caught up in it. I think the type of braid matters too. So, mm. like a, a spectra based braid, something's a little bit more coarse. That's generally a little bit thicker. Um, you tend not to get as many because I think it's a little bit more dense. Yeah. But those Dyneema braids, those really high-end, thin Japanese braids that are designed specifically for casting and nothing else. They're mm. not designed for abrasion resistance. They're not designed for anything but to get the smoothest possible cast in in order to get distance. Yeah. They're going to win. Not. They just are. I want to take you somewhere right now. Listeners, if you're out there, close your eyes. You've been here. Uh, that moment, the anxiety that builds up in that moment where you've got a wind knot and you sort of think, I'm gonna I could just pull this out. I could just I could just grab either end here and just and as you as you're getting closer to, you know, you can feel that tension and you think, Oh, I'm a chance of just pulling this and it just it all unravels and happy days because sometimes it happens. But yep. then there's the thing that creeps into the back of your mind going, You pull it hard enough, mate, it's gonna snap. And it's, that I'm also going on happens. record. <laughs> Look, it's ended trips. It's ended trips where yep. you've just had one of those days where every second cast feels like a fucking wind knot. Yeah. And then you just get one too many and it pops and you're like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. It, and th- this and trip been... is no lo- is no longer worth risking my mental health for this trip. I... <laughs> it's just not. You and I, you and I have done it many times. I think even even fairly recently trout fishing ads where it was getting towards the end of the day. You could be on a you know a pretty good run, and you're getting some bites, you're getting some hits, you're landing some fish. But as soon as you get a wind knot late in the day, I'm it's done. Over. I'm done. Yep. And quite yep. often, I'll look back at you, or you look back at me, and the, the rod's sort of away, and you're like, "What's up?" And you're like, "I'm done. 
And you go, yeah. I won't ask anymore. That's a win knot. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> you buy the cast into a tree and busted it off, or you got a win knot. Yeah. No, I'm done. Okay, mate. No worries. I'll I'll head back. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times? And how many times have you just got that real little shit one where you've managed yeah. to pull most of it out, but there's this like two centimeter tag. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know if I go harder, it's going to bust. But I'll just fish on. So you fish, I'll just fish on. <laughs> you fish with that. Oh, for sure. For I'll just sure. fish on. I think we're being really honest here, but I, I, I also think there's so many people out there listening that are like, yeah, I've fished with knots well, in my line. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably, I've probably got spools sitting there now where I've got yeah. join knots that are sitting <laughs> that I just haven't got that far again yet. But yeah. I, I will I will say one thing, and it, and it's, I guess it's a big tip of the cap to modern tackle. I don't get anywhere near as many wind knots as what I used to. I think reels have now got so much better with spool designs, um, oscillation speeds, where the line's being laid better onto the spool. You've got all these specially designed lips on the spool so that you know, line can it can come off a little bit more freely. I definitely don't get as many as what I used to. Braids are also a hell of a lot better. They're yeah. a lot finer. Uh, there's now all these other little bits of other additives going in to make them softer, so that you don't get the wind knots. Yeah, but but yeah, so it's, it, it's definitely it's definitely not as bad as what it used to be. But they're still fucking annoying. Oh mate, they're the worst. And you'll never get rid of them completely. I don't think. No, so I think there's that. I think there's the the fact that they are here to stay, whether we like it or not. If a, a manufacturer brings out a reel that guarantees no wind knots, again, I'm all in. It's over. For, it's it's over. <laughs> the manufacturer that does that has just owned the reel market. <laughs> They've just clocked fishing. Um, they how did. do you yeah, uh, how, how do you avoid wind knots? We're saying I, 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 it's not possible. Just you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Will eating carp ever be accepted? I don't know how I feel about this question because I didn't even know eating carp was a thing. Um, so I don't know where this question's come from. I feel a little bit grossed out by it, but then I'm like, but that's a perception. <laughs> but that's a perception because I have no idea. They could be the most delicious thing. Have you ever thing. eaten it? I've never eaten carp. I didn't even know Me people either. really did. I mean, I think mm. I've heard of it now. I think about it. I've ne- I don't think I know anyone who's eaten carp, or I probably do, and maybe they're not talking about it because it wasn't a pleasant experience, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, but for me, it's one of those things that's like, you know, that perception of something being horrible and you, then your brain just goes, well, it is. But also, it's carp. It's like if, if, it's dog, food, if dog food tasted like chocolate, you still probably wouldn't eat it because it's dog food. That's a, that's actually a great way of looking at it. <laughs> Does that make? I don't know. Have you have you tried it? I haven't. So I think. What about dog you food? And I need to put it. I've tried that <laughs> shit. It's not chocolate. No. Um, if, so you and I need to put that on our list. Nope. Your list. Just, if, yeah. No. Come on. Okay. 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 If, yeah. The next car, the next carp that we come across mm. in a fishing trip, mm. I'm not saying we should go and target carp. <laughs> no. But let's. Let's give it a crack. Well, then I'm going to need some. Bite. I was going to say I'm going to need some guidance on how to cook it. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to sh- need. We're going to need. We're gonna, no, well, no. We, you just do it like every other fish because you want to see what it tastes like. So, but we're going to need a shitload of salt and pepper and a mm. heap of hot sauce. And 
Yeah, and probably just a, drown that flavour out. Probably a fair bit of gin or vodka or something as well. Yeah, I was going to say we might we might need to be six to eight beers deep. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm open to it because I'm not afraid of trying new foods or anything like that. No, but no I, I'll definitely I, try it. I, I really want to hear from some people. Um, Instagram's a great place to do it. Jump on because I, I the more I think about it. Of course, there's people that would have tried it for sure because that's what we do. And I'm do. sure, that, I, I, well, I know there's people that actually enjoy it. Really? Oh, so do now, you know? Though, do you know yeah. people, or you've just heard about it? Oh, oh just over over the years in yeah. working in the tackle shop, I've heard right. plenty of people say that they are actually good. Now, I kind of think they're the people that got COVID early and lost their sense of taste. <laughs> but yeah. They do. They do genuinely, and I've heard all sorts of things on how to prepare them. I've heard you got to leave them in a, the bathtub for a week to purge all the mud and crap. I'm not oh, about fuck. that. That's too much hard work. No. You can, it's ridiculous. You can go and do other things and get other fish that are that are easy. But yeah. for for me, the reason, the one reason I think it'll never ever be accepted mm. is because if it was actually good, it would be a thing. We'd know about it. That's true. There's been enough caught, carp caught. Oh. There's been enough people that have tried it. Yep. If yeah. And okay, so an extension from the first question of <laughs> this episode, mm. when it comes to Australian salmon, it could also I want to throw that at you, but with carp instead. If oh. if they were a good eating fish, would we still hate them? Yeah, with the I- passion that we do at the moment. I do because I think it goes beyond. I don't think Australian salmon are doing anything negative to the environment or taking away from what could be a better fishery. Do you know what I mean? I think carp have got have riddled with, uh, I suppose, you know the the label of being shit species that's ruining fisheries or you know um, doing damage to yeah, yeah. to native habitat and native species. So all right, then, so then what makes redfin accepted? They eat well. Yeah, but but again, are they... Are, technically speaking, they're a noxious species. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, trout are an introduced species too. But a redfin doing any yeah, damage but not, to the environment? Yeah, but they're not... Yes, that they're not... not like, trout aren't noxious. They're introduced. No, true. Okay. But they're not classed as noxious, whereas redfin are. Yeah. But do you think we accept them because they taste good? But, yeah. It's probably another question. Write that down. But they... Yeah, okay. We'll tackle that okay. in a different episode. <laughs> but they but also I think don't carp will shit. always be shit. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> That's right. They don't, <laughs> like, they don't sit there and tear up the bank. They don't just suck on mud. Like, yeah. I, I just think they that's, are really are grubby little pricks, aren't they? They're disgusting. And redfin look cool too. That's the other thing. And and I know that's people true. have a fascination with carp, but I reckon they look horrible. They're horrible looking fish. Ugh. Yeah. So the idea. But of then t- again, but then again, as a beginner's fish to catch, no. they grow massive. Yeah, but no. They're easy to find, they're easy to catch, they're easy to handle. There's no spikes. You think of a kid, if your first ever fish that you caught was a six-pound carp, mm. it would be unbelievable. True. Uh, I, just, to, just to have your dreams shattered when it's <laughs> thrown up on the bank to, <laughs> to die, die slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, look, yeah, it's a fa- it's all Fair call. Um, I don't think they'll ever get credit. I, I don't think no way. they ever I agree. You know, deserve it. Um, no, and I'm not saying they back- should get credit. They will always be shit. <laughs> <laughs> back to the question, um, will eating carp ever be accepted? Never. But it small- would have by now. That's my argument. Yeah. It would have by now. Yeah. In the general population, nah. 
It's it's been too no. we're too far in. But by small groups, probably absolutely. Um, and will we? Well, everyone. There's always someone that likes something. Like, there's a few weirdos out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> Well, there you go. So let us know. And and again, I'm, I reckon someone out there listening ads and on Instagram um, will shed some light on this and I'd love to hear it. I would and I'll give it a go. If, if you're willing to give it a go, well, I'll give it a go. Do you know what would be funny? Mm. It would be funny if, if we actually tried it and thought, not bad. Not bad. And then promoted it and said, this is the greatest thing of all time. All restaurants. Right. Restaurants would have it by now. Yeah, true. Because no. it's so easy to get. I'll give it a go, but I'm not buying into it. They're shit yeah. eating, eating mud eating crap. Mud, yeah, um, those taste like mud, sloppy mud. Yeah, on that high note, um, we should wrap <laughs> things up. It's been a, it's been a great show, and thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, so much to talk about here, just to wrap up, because we've got a few new things happening. So so subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and tell your friends about it. Share it around all over the joint, um, and and subscribe to YouTube, Adam, because this yes. is the thing now. You YouTube, know? <laughs> we're, we're getting with the time, silly. Yeah, all right, we'll be on TikTok soon. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to yeah. need to put some people on, uh, and yeah. of course, <laughs> follow Instagram. But Spotify is a great place to find the podcast, but it's also a great, equally a great place to find our playlist. And look, no obligation here. This is just a little thing we've just done on the side. No, no, no. So we want people... obligation. <laughs> you're obliged. Okay, have you're obliged. Have a listen. It's yes. decent. Get on and tune in, and just but but do it. Tune in whenever you want, but when you're heading out for a day fishing, just crank it and see what Pump happens. It. It'll make your day yep. 10 times better, I'm telling you. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So thanks again, everyone. Subscribe and follow. Do all that stuff. We might, we really appreciate it and uh, look forward to coming back for another episode. Yeah.